Good morning. Welcome to Groveport United Methodist Church. My name is Jeannie Hinkle, and I am your worship guide for the month of July. I do have a few announcements for you. Um, Number one, we are going to have a welcome reception today for our new pastor, Pastor Rick. Uh, So we would love for you to join us downstairs afterwards for some good old-fashioned cake and Methodist punch. There will be a finance meeting on Tuesday, July 11th at 5 p.m. Not sure where that's being held, but serendipity room. There is also going to be a meeting Thursday at 6.30 in the sanctuary to discuss the selling of the parsonage. Everyone is welcome to attend. That's Thursday at 6.30 here in the sanctuary. Lillian Faith free clothing giveaway is again Saturday, August 12th. Only clean and slightly used clothing is accepted. Drop those off in the fellowship hall annex. Kids clothes are especially needed. Um, We also will collect packaged underwear and socks and we will put a basket at both doors so that you can drop those in. Um, Or if you would like to make a donation for us to purchase Uh, the socks and underwear we would be happy to do that just drop your offering into the uh, into the plate and please make sure to mark it for the clothing sale and we will take care of that a reminder to K through sixth graders and families junior church kids and volunteers will participate in the worship service until the offering they will be dismissed to meet their leaders in the parlor area go for a lesson activity in the junior church room and return to worship following the sermon Volunteers are still needed, and it's not a hard job, honestly. It's not. It's an easy job. You get to spend some time with the kids. Um, Please contact Jen Hurdle about that. Your pledge forms and payments for librarian scholarships are due next Sunday, July 16th. The GUMC care team volunteers are needed. Anyone who wishes to be a part of our shut-in ministry, please contact Becky Cassidy or Patty Upperman. And I was handed a couple announcements here as well. Um, this is from Angela. Starting 716, we will start children's Sunday school classes at 10 a.m. for the summer. We will go to the regular, I thought, I thought it said refrigerator. We will go to the regular <laughs> time starting in September. If you have any questions, please reach out to Angela Martin or Jen Hurdle. And there was one more that was handed to me, and what did I do with it? The Methodist men's group made a lot of money at the parade (laughs) (laughs) on their hot dogs. It was how much, Ron? $508. And that went into the church general fund. All right, I think that is it for announcements. You guys threw me today. Um, If you would please quiet your hearts and minds for the lighting of the candle and the prelude.
standing for the call to worship. Why are we here today? We are here to worship God together in song and prayer. Why are we here today? We are here to make disciples in Jesus' name. Why are we here today? We are here to change lives under the direction of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord make us successful in all of our endeavors. Please join me in the congregational prayer. God, God you, know you know that, that we have sinned. sinned. You, you know, know that we have hurt each other, been unkind, and thought only of ourselves. You have given us such grace and mercy. Help us to extend the same to our brothers and sisters. Free us from holding grudges, from gossip, and from passing judgment. Let us never pour shame on one another, but instead love and peace. Help us walk with each other toward forgiveness and restoration. Thank you for the beauty you will bring into our relationships because we have sought your healing. We are yours, gracious God. Amen. As you have received each one of us, O Lord, receive also these gifts. Oh, sorry. Beloved, God who created you and knows you by name, sent his only son to redeem you and not to condemn. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. The choir wanted to sing something special uh, this Sunday as um, for Pastor Rick. I know he was here last week, but nice crowd today, and we had to really had to have some time to work on it, so we did. And this song, you are going to see Disciples of Christ. You are going to see the words for this song scroll. Please pay attention to them because this song has a special meaning and a special message for this church today. It says we are called as disciples of Christ to proclaim the wonder of his grace. If we live in his love and walk in his light, we will grow as a family of faith.
Now is the time in which we can go before the Lord with our joys and concerns. If you have a uh, prayer request that you'd like the church to know about, I would invite you to fill out uh, one of those uh, one of these uh, blue cards and, and and be sure to uh, return that. Um, and we would love to pray for. Yes. Yes. Uh, you can uh, send your prayer request. There's an email there, uh, prayer at growthportumc.org. Um, and uh, you can even do the old fashioned mail, and we will get that as well. So um, um, I invite you now to be in time and an attitude of prayer. Let us pray. God of light and, and love, we, we come with gratitude to this place of prayer. For family and friends, we offer you our thanks and praise. Especially, Lord, we thank you for those who show us your way through the light of their love. We offer our gratitude for our church family present here for worship and, and for those of our church family who worship from home. We ask for the comfort of your presence upon each. Lord, we ask that you lead us in the way of truth, that we might honestly see the gifts that we have and then Grant us the strength to share our gifts with others. On this day, Lord, we lay before you these joys and concerns which are, are on our hearts. Lord, we, we pray for Ashley Hubbard, who broke her ankle recently, we, we pray for your healing hand to be upon her. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And Lord, we pray for Logan as he continues his cancer treatments. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And Lord, we pray for the family of Chad Wood, who recently passed away, and pray for your comfort to be with them this day. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we lift to you Michelle, who, who broke her T12 vertebrae, and and it's in just a tremendous amount of pain. We, we just pray that that pain will be relieved and, and healing will occur. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Lord, we pray for Lisa and Bob as they, they transition back to Ohio. We pray that the move will be um, easy and uh, the transition quick. Lord, in your mercy. 
Lord, we pray for Bob, who received a pacemaker. Lord, in your mercy. And as well, Lord, we lift to you Lonnie, who is dealing with a lot of health issues of his own. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Steve, who had a, a recent accident and is currently on a ventilator. And we just pray for healing and wholeness to be brought to his life. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Mike, who has colon cancer. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Bill and pray that he will continue to do well after his recent surgery. Lord, in your mercy. As well as we pray for Joyce as, as she recovers from her surgery. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we lift to you all of those who are in long-term care. Uh, we pray that they will be receiving the uh, care that they need and that they will feel your love and our love. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for each other, but most especially we thank you for Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would the children like to come up for our children's moment? You know, when I sat down here, it just occurred to me I probably should have had a plan on how to get back up. You know, I've reached that age. All right. So, you guys having a good summer? Yeah? Okay. Well, today we are going to start talking about some of my favorite Bible stories, stories that I learned um, in uh, Sunday school and vacation uh, 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 Bible school. And one of my favorite stories is or deals with this right here anybody know what this is what is this noah's boat very good noah's boat 
All right, this bump. All right. This is Noah's boat. Anybody know the, the, the name we give Noah's boat? Yeah. The Ark. This one for you. You guys are learning some stuff. All right. So we're going to be talking about Noah's Ark today. And this is Noah's Ark in wood. Uh, and it looks a lot like what, what we would think Noah's Ark would look like. Have any of you ever been to Kentucky to see the Noah's Ark they built down there? That's, that's like like the, the real size. Have any of you have been down there? It's huge, right? Like huge. So this is, you know, a little smaller, but what, what sort of things can you notice about this ark? What do you think? Besides, it's a boat. Does it look? It has a house on it. Very good. And what can you put in that house? People and animals, right? So Noah built the ark because God said there's going to be a great flood and we need to save the animals. And so you're going to take two of each animal and you're going to take your uh, kids with you and you're all going to climb on board this little house here on the ark and you're going to be safe. What else does the ark have? A roof. What's that roof for? You don't get rain on. I'm going to share a story with everyone here in a little bit about what happens if your roof has a hole in it. Because I found that out here recently, unfortunately. I know. Anybody else? How about these windows? How do you think? You can see out. Good job. You can see out the window. And why is it important to see out the window? What did Noah want to see out the window, do you think? To see what? To find land, to see if it stops raining. Very good. See, the whole story about the ark is that God saved people and the animals from being hurt. And that he kept them dry and, and he gave them uh, things to eat. And they could look out the window to see when it, was, uh, when it stopped raining. And God does the same thing for us, right? God protects us, and God gives us everything we need. And even if we are scared and there's big storms, God is still with us, right? And that's what the ark means to us, isn't it? And that's why we still tell the story, isn't it? We, we, we want to remember that God is always with us, okay? All right. Does anybody have anything you want to pray for? Everything good? All right, well, let's pray real quick, and then you can go up to Junior Church, okay? All right. Dear God, we just ask that you be with each of these uh, young people. Uh, we thank you for uh, their presence here today, and, and we just ask that you bless them and help them to grow to be uh, strong and courageous people and help them to have just a wonderful summer and when school starts, to have a great school year. Thank you, Lord, for each of these children. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. And you can head off to junior church if you want. Oh. Oh. 
I know, not as easy as it used to be. Oh, my goodness. to uh, our church, and that is through the website at gumc.org. You can give through the Ezekiel app. You can mail your check-in to 512 Main Street, or you can put it in the plate. At this time, would the ushers please come forward?
As you have received each one of us, O Lord, receive also these gifts that we offer to you, that your love may be made known through ministries of peace, hope, and justice. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Our scripture lesson today comes from Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 22. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. <clears throat> so the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark you and your sons and your wife and your son's wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Here ends the reading of his word. Let us pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for your gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. Like many of you, I grew up in the church, attending uh, Sunday school. Every Sunday, didn't have a choice, right? I'd get up, go to Sunday school. Went to vacation Bible school every summer. 
and uh, the memories I have of Vacation Bible School are much different than what we do today. Today, uh, Vacation Bible School, there's always like a theme, right? Uh, a, a theme of like, you know, the Arctic exploration or space. Uh, space and aliens seem to be popular lately, uh, you know. Uh, and there's videos. That, we didn't have any of that, right? When I went to Bible school, you went in the mornings in the summer, you sat in a Sunday school room, you got uh, a, a little uh, napkin, and on that napkin, you got yourself some uh, ch- uh, Cheetos or, or, or uh, you know, maybe some, uh, some other type of cracker, maybe some animal crackers if we were doing Noah. And then you got that little cup from McDonald's, you know what I'm talking about? You go to McDonald's and they would like give you free cups and this big tainer of, of juice that was like some sort of orange, I don't know. And whenever I have any sort of that artificial orange flavor juice today, it just brings me right back to Vacation Bible School. You know, those type of experiences really form us as Christians. And so I thought it would be neat over the next few weeks to just share a few of my favorite stories that I uh, have had from uh, Bible school and from Sunday school. Some of my favorite Bible stories that I learned as a child, and and maybe look at those again as an adult. So uh, today we are going to start off with uh, one of my all-time favorite stories, and that is the story of Noah. You know, when we think of Noah, we think of really two things, animals and water don't we? Reminded of a story about a guy who was sleeping in one day. He woke up, realized that the town was flooding, and so he uh, uh, started praying, God, help me! And he uh, uh, ran up to his uh, second story of his house, because the bottom story was already flooded, when all of the sudden, a uh, uh, couple of neighbors and a rowboat come by, and they say, hey, jump in, we'll take you to safety. And the guy's like, no, I prayed, God's going to save me, go on. So they rode on. The floods kept coming up, and uh, 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 the guy's like, well, what am I going to do now? And so he climbs up on his roof, and, and a, um, uh, a uh, National Guard helicopter comes over. And they say, here, we're lowering you a rope. And the guy's like, no, no, we're, we're not going to do that. God's going to save me. Go on. And so the helicopter flies on, and the water keeps coming up. And the guy drowns, and he goes to heaven. And he's like, God, what's the deal? I prayed for you to save me. And God looks at him and goes, I sent you a guy, two guys in a rowboat and a helicopter. What more do you want? Right? The story today of Noah is God sending someone to help during a great flood flood that was like none other before. The story of Noah 
has been a longtime favorite in children's ministry, but believe it or not, the story is very ancient and actually very, very popular, even outside of the Bible. There are stories about an ancient flood and, and somebody called by God to, to save uh, humanity and, and to save uh, life on the earth during that flood. There are stories about this event, uh, not just in, uh, say, the Bible, but in uh, other parts of the uh, ancient world, uh, from Iran to India to Southeast Asia. There's even stories that come from North and uh, South America, ancient stories about this. Probably the most popular story of Noah outside the Bible uh, is found in the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh, which is dated to about the 23rd century uh, BC, uh, it's 23 centuries before Jesus, and uh, tells a remarkably similar story. So the story of Noah and this great flood is one that permeates humanity. And it's one that is a foundation of the biblical story because it, it, it lays out the problem that God has with humanity, and that is human sin. People not living in a way that honors their creation or their creator. Not being what God created them to be. Genesis 6, we first hear about Noah. And we are told that Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the peoples of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. See, Noah lived in the world, but was not of the world. Reminded of what Paul says in Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. We can learn from Noah, can't we? As Christians, we need to live in the world. Now, it can be easy for us to say to ourselves, you know, let's just build a wall around us and, and keep all of this world out anything that, 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 that isn't God-honoring out. But that's not really realistic, nor is it what Jesus calls us to do as Christians. Isn't it? We need to live in the world and to be a shining beacon of hope in the darkness. Yet, it is hard to be in the world, but not of the world. Because the world is so very shiny and tempting. Noah was able to be in his world, but not of it. He was a righteous man, a, a beacon of hope. And so God chose Noah 
because of his righteous life, to be the one who would save humanity during this calamity. And so uh, we, we know the story. Uh, Noah is told to go and to build uh, the ark. Now, when I was a kid, my dad had something old that maybe some of you have never seen. It's called a record player. Any of you ever have a record player? Yep, have a record player. How about, or my favorite, the 8-track player. Did any of you have the 8-track? Oh, man. I, I, I remember, remember the first 8-track my dad bought me was Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. I don't know why. I was obsessed with it. And you'd sit there, and he would play it, and you'd see this little blue light go from track to track. It was so cool. Oh, the 1970s. We had this album. Now, today, this is a bit problematic, but Bill Cosby, we won't go, go on about him, but he had this bit about Noah building the ark. And I remember listening to it as a kid. And, 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 and whenever I think of Noah, I, I think of, of, of that bit of, of how Noah was constantly uh, being uh, mocked by his friends and neighbors as to what in the world are you doing building this giant ship? Because you said God is going to make it rain and rain and rain. Yet Noah didn't allow the short-sightedness of others to stop him from doing what God called him to do. My friends, sometimes we are called to do things that others don't understand. Sometimes we are called to do things that others may make fun of. Sometimes we are called to live in a way that stands over and against what others are doing. And as Christians, we need to stand our ground. Romans 3 says this. It says, That to be righteous means to align your heart with the heart of God. See, unfortunately, all of us are born into complete bondage to sin, unable to produce any sort of, of, of true righteousness on our own. And, and the only way for us to be truly righteous is, is that we need Christ in our hearts. So how can we live faithfully in our world? How can we live faithfully in a world that is often unfaithful? Well, first, we need to be like Noah and be present in our world. We also, we shouldn't compromise our principles. You know, and when I think about compromising your right, principles, one of the things that comes to mind is driving. How many of you like driving on the Columbus freeways? Any of you? Yeah, you like it? Is it a competition for you? Yes. For me, sometimes it is a, uh, a way of, of building Christian character, I like to say. So, 
You know, I'm driving down the freeway yesterday and have somebody come up behind me and, you know, I was, you know, had my little cruise set and they, these people were wanting me to go faster and, and I didn't want to go faster. But then in the back of my mind, I said, I need to go faster. Why? Because the people behind me wants me to go faster. Isn't that the oddest thing ever? But it's true. It happens, doesn't it? I don't know these people. I'm never going to see them again. Well, unless they run into the back of me. I'm never going to see them again. But for some reason, the fact that they're behind me is making me change the behavior that I had decided to do, that I decided was right. And and, and it occurred to me yesterday as, as I was bringing my son back from his baseball game, I'm like, like, like I'm being tempted to do something I don't want to do by somebody I don't even know what's going to happen if it's somebody I do know or somebody I do respect or somebody I do care about their thinking. My friends, we can't compromise our principles because somebody else wants us to. Another way that we can live faithfully like Noah lived faithfully during his time is that we can use a filter. And that filter is the word of God. My friends, everything we do should be run through the filter of the Word of God. What does the Bible say about certain things? What does the Bible say we should do? Because while times change, God doesn't. And and, and if we believe that Scripture is inspired by God, we have to believe that God understood the same stuff we understand today back when it was written, don't we? We need to use the Bible as a filter to help us know what to do. We need also stay on mission, that is, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ through love, and through acts of service and devotion. And most importantly, like Noah, we need to hold on to hope. My friends, Noah never gave up hope that God would redeem the world. Noah never gave up hope that one day humanity will thrive. God, uh, Noah never gave up hope that God was going to keep his word. We need to do the same thing. When we look about our world and we see things that are are just not right, we need to not give up hope and know that one day God will redeem this world. And that while this world may not be the way we want it to be or the way it should be now, it doesn't mean that it won't be in the future. And that God might just want to use us to redeem this world. My friends, we cannot give up hope. I love the story of Noah, not just because of the critters, although that's part of it. I love this story because it tells of a man who didn't give up, who lived in a world that was corrupt, yet he kept being faithful. He stuck to his principles. He filtered everything that happened through what he knew about God. 
And he did what the Lord commanded him to do, even if nobody else was doing it. My friends, let us, like Noah, stay on task and be the faithful followers of God in a corrupt world. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the person of Noah who gave us a, just a wonderful example to follow. Help us to be an example for others in this corrupt world. Help us to be righteous even when we are faced with corruption. And Lord, we know that we are sinful, the world is full of sin, yet Jesus came for the sinners. Jesus came to redeem us where we couldn't redeem ourselves. Jesus came to forgive our sins. And then he rose to give us the hope of everlasting life. Thank you for sending him. It is in his name that we humbly pray. Amen. invite you now to join with me in the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Blessed are you, our Alpha and our Omega, whose strong and loving arms encompass the universe. For with your eternal word and Holy Spirit, you are forever one God. Through your word, you created all things and called them good. And in you, we live and move and have our being. When we fell into sin, you did not desert us. You made covenant with your people Israel and spoke through prophets and teachers. In Jesus Christ, your word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is Jesus Christ who called you Abba, Father. As a mother tenderly gathers her children, you embraced a people as your own and filled them with a longing for a peace that would last and for a justice that would never fail. In Jesus' suffering and death, you took upon yourself our sin and death 
and destroyed their power forever. You raised from the dead this same Jesus, who now reigns with you in glory, and poured upon us your Holy Spirit, making us the people of your new covenant. On the night before meeting with death, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, Jesus took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts, that in the breaking of this bread and the drinking of this wine, we may know the presence of the living Christ and be renewed as the body of Christ for the world, redeemed by Christ's blood. As the grain and grapes, once dispersed in the fields, are now united on this table in bread and wine, so may we and all your people be gathered from every time and place into the unity of your eternal household and feast at your table forever. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God now and forever. Amen. My friends, this is the body of Christ broken for you. And this this is the blood of Christ shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. All is now ready. We practice open communion, which means anyone who feels led by uh, the Lord is invited and welcome to participate. I'd like to ask those who will be helping to serve communion to come forward. Uh, we will be taking it by intention, which means uh, you will come forward. And uh, you'll first take a small piece of bread, and then you'll dip that bread into the juice, and then take both elements together. All is now ready.
Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this gift of bread and wine that brings us together with Christ. Help us to leave this place renewed in our love of you and one another, knowing that we are forgiven and redeemed. I invite you now uh, to stand if you're able, and let's join together in our closing hymn, number 371, I Stand Amazed in the Presence.
with the love of Christ in your heart, knowing that God loves you more than you could ever imagine. Amen. Remember, uh, we got Kate downstairs. So, yeah, so kick and punch. So head on downstairs and um, God bless. As we go, may your spirit go before us. As we go, may we follow where you lead. May we live what we have learned. Oh, thank you. Share the message we have heard. And be a light unto the world. Oh, As thank we you. go. Well, that's what I'm saying. How are you doing this week?